0: to the Strictly Conversational Podcast. We have very strict and serious conversations only. I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host, Noah DeGeorge. Hey.
1: Noah, how are you doing today? You seem a little bit somber that I'm joining you yeah, again.
0: It gets worse every episode. Don't
1: say that. <laughs> Not joking. before this episode. I'm just
0: joking. We have a very... No, okay, before, before that, how are you? Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm all right. How are all right? you? I'm okay,
1: Theodore. How are you? Theodore's doing great. Yep, he's sipping Our... on my can of Mountain Dew. He's just hanging out. Noah's munching on a caramel apple
0: pie from Walmart. From Meyer. From Meyer. Um, actually, um, do you want to talk about the caramel apple pie from Meijer? It's become a, a passion of yours. It's as of late. Um, I don't know how to. Mm, how do it's you incredible. Put, how do you put into words how strongly you feel about this? It's simple pleasure in your so life. It's So
1: great. Imagine just an apple what's it called like an apple cobbler pie you know where it's got like the crumblies on top yep and then just put caramel on top of that
0: but here's the thing nothing else listeners it's not like liquid caramel right it's this weird like Like
1: almost icing consistency. caramel maple
0: icing it's got a maple i'm gonna be real with you i've had a bite and i was i was underwhelmed I think the icing what? is way worse than, like, the drizzle. Whatever, dog. We're going to move on. I guess so. Well, so, listener, you are privy to a piece of information. This episode is going to be uh, bananas, uh, so to speak. Some might say nanners if they don't want to say the entire word. Some might say bananas. Some might say banners, B-A-N-A-S. Um, uh, we asked you some questions on Instagram a social media platform.
1: You might've heard of it. You
0: might've heard of it. Um, and you gave us some answers or some ideas for episodes and we couldn't, (laughs) we really couldn't, uh, give all of those the, the, the limelight that they deserve. Now there are some of you that proposed ideas for episodes. Like someone proposed a deconstruction episode. We're working on it. We'll get there. It's coming. It's coming. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good one. We have a a nice guest for that one. I'm excited to talk to him about deconstruction because he's got a lot of good things to say about it. Um, But in the meantime, we're gonna have whatever this episode's going to be. So, uh, Noah, here's the thing. Okay, we don't have a script right now. We (laughs) literally, and not that we did have a script before. We work every week with a document, a Google Doc. Are you familiar with Google? I am. I am. They're listening all the time. That's one of the questions. That's one of the questions, <laughs> but we have this Google Doc that like we change every episode, and we usually have like talking points and like ideas for the episode or whatever. For this like main block, we have this. We start with the questions on Instagram and kind of just see where it goes, <laughs>
1: and then we move on to what have we been <laughs> yeah, watching, and then we reading, literally watching, move on to the end dude, of the episode. So this one, we just one, got this big block of time to talk about things that you guys be, want us to talk about. It's gonna be kind of nuts. So Noah.
0: Yeah, if you wanna slap us with our as a slap, that was that good. Yeah, I guess. How'd
1: you I mean, feel right, about that, listener? Right into the mic. Just... Yeah,
0: well, I hope your ears are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the energy I'm having this week. I guess so. Why don't you
1: hit us with our first first question? Um, this yeah, first I... question that we want to spend a little bit of time talking about me specifically, okay? Uh, or topic. Yep. Is how the quote unquote save the turtles and other eco friendly movements. Don't really do anything.
0: I'm going to go on the record. I don't really care about this. I think that we should keep turtles alive, <laughs> personally. That's I was hoping you would
1: say something like that. You're like, and, I don't really care. But Get rid of but, it. But, but, but. Don't want to hear it. Get
0: rid of all turtles. We don't care. Just kill all the turtles. No, but like, when that was a thing. Yeah. I don't like straws anyway. So I, I was just sipping straight from the cup, usually. Which is something I always have done. Because I don't true. like straws. But it gave me more reinforcement. Because I don't want to see... Uh, you know, crush from Finding Nemo just dead in a dead in a thing somewhere. You would
1: think though that you bum me out. Your hatred of straws. You would think that your hatred of straws would like push you more to be like, yes, finally we get to get rid of straws. Yeah, it's like
0: my final vendetta against straws is being realized.
1: Right. No, but okay. Here's what but I. Why, have to, yeah. What is here's what, what is I have Your beef about this guy. So I have a huge, huge, huge love for the environment. For science dude loves the environment i love the environment dude and loves we it we need to be more friendly to the environment what do you want to be a science teacher or something yes <laughs> nerd here's the thing the save the turtles movement doesn't do anything the the get rid of plastic straws movement i'm sorry it doesn't do anything and i'm going to tell you why and it's going to be hard to hear
0: tell me why there's
1: i have a really great example for how it does work and and i have you know the rest of the world as proof to say that it doesn't work.
0: Plot twist, listener. This is just gonna be an, an episode-long rant no, about no, no, this no, silly no, topic. Because
1: it's gonna be one and done. Okay, here's one and done. Thing. Here's the thing. Get it, guy. You go to McDonald's. I'm going. You're going to McDonald's. You right get your out. Travis Scott meal. Don't want that. I know you don't, but you got Can it I get anyways. get my plain
0: McChicken and my plain McDouble and my here's large your,
1: Coke? Here's your plain McChicken and your plain McDouble and your large Coke, sir. Thank you, sir. And here's your straw. What do you say?
0: Get that out of here. Say, no, I'm gonna save no. the turtles you today. Say,
1: no, I don't want a straw. You can keep it, right? Keep the straw and the change too. Here's the thing. Yep. You have not you have not helped that cause because you didn't use a straw, because someone else is going to use that straw. Nice. Someone else is going to use all of the straws that you have not been taking. <laughs> <laughs> not one person. I'm not saying one person is going to use all the straws this that you have. This guys following me around. He's like, he's I just, got them this time. Stashing up thousands of straws throughout your entire life. No. But he's going to kill me Here's with those the thing, straws. Is it doesn't it doesn't matter if one person or even a group of people say I'm just not going to use straws. A squad if you because will. Because companies, corporations are still manufacturing. They're still buying, they're still selling those straws. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Take, for example, Six Flags Great America in good old Gurney, Illinois. Why is that location important to you, Noah? I'll tell you why it's important to me. Yeah. Well, it's home. It's home. I live at Six Flags, He he lives inside the Batman, right? Come come visit me at the Batman. We'll hang out at the uh, American Eagle. Anyway, continue, sir. Six Flags Great America is a great example. As a park, they have stopped using plastic silverware, plastic... Uh, straws and other disposable things like that that. yeah it's great it's wonderful yeah and that's and as a as an amusement park that generates so much trash of course it's a good idea so it's better what are they using in lieu of they're using like biodegradable paper straws that are like easily manufactured i've seen a lot of um a lot of silverware and stuff recently that's been manufactured from like um soybean seeds avocado seeds and avocado oil it's kind of nuts it is kind of nuts it's great and you know it biodegrades in you know like months or whatever
0: yeah you know takes a long time
1: well no like as opposed to plastic which never biodegrades i take it back Takes not that much bailey doesn't even know anything about this i literally don't know but I'm that's being okay. educated right you, now, in and real that's time. what this is
0: about. It's about what it's about.
1: I learned so, something new today. But Six Flags, as a corporation, has moved to stop using plastic uh, straws and stuff like that because that's something that, as an amusement park, they generate a ton of trash. Yeah. And that footprint is being drastically decreased now. Again, yeah. Maybe this helps just Illinois or Northern Illinois or you know people surrounding Lake Michigan because then Lake Michigan doesn't get polluted. And again, it doesn't, that's the thing is there's still so many other avenues of pollution that that footprint, I'm not going to say that it doesn't matter because you know, every little bit counts, but this movement of, well, if you use a plastic straw, still you're a heathen, you hate sea life.
0: It's true. I personally, that is
1: true. I personally, (laughs) Would not like to be told that if I go out of my way to recycle, you know, my cups and things. Um, but if somebody here. there was, I think there is a ghost in here. Yeah, somebody's just coughing and coughed. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> Anyways, you know what I mean, though? I get what you're I, saying. I recycle, yeah. What so, what you're saying is
0: like this save the turtle movement that's keeping people from like, hey, save your straws at restaurants and whatever isn't doing anything because big corporations are just going to throw those straws away yes. and it will kill turtles anyway. So where the change really needs to start is the big corporations. Let I me mean, like we will follow 6 we'll do 6 flags example. Yeah. If, if we're all going biodegradable, we either put all our chips into that to that proverbial poker game mm-hmm. or we need to just we need to just not worry about it as right. much. Um recycling's
1: going to happen anyways. Yeah. And so just
0: work extra hard and if you're going to get a plastic straw on like recycling that plastic straw so it's not going into landfills and then those landfills are being dumped into the ocean or into rivers and lakes and that kind of thing and nature reserves.
1: Okay, well yeah. I think we've answered that question. Thank you, Noah. And if you're unhappy with it, go suck Forget on a plastic it. straw. Same thing. Same thing. Bailey, I have a question uh topic for you. Go ahead. Is tipping at restaurants necessary and or should our culture move away from it? It's a good question. I think tipping ha- having been a waiter in your <laughs> in a past life, yeah. how do you feel about tipping?
0: Right. As a mater D in my past <laughs> life, I wore a bow tie, the vest, whole deal. Worked at a Buffalo Wild Wings, people looked at me funny. That's Perfect. a joke. That's <laughs> a joke, everybody. That's a joke. Um so I've not a few worked... laugh track. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I've not worked in food services. Um, but here's my impression until we move up the pay for like food service workers, because to my knowledge, waiters and waitresses are getting paid like $2 an hour. That's the minimum wage. And they're $2 an hour. No, I'm saying less than minimum, wage, right? Less than minimum wage. I think that's the minimum wage. And I was like,
1: since when? (laughs) Hello, (laughs) wake up. (laughs) I missed something
0: here. Uh, but they're not, they're getting paid less than minimum wage. And so unless we're keeping their pay at $2 an hour. And we're just expecting them to live off tips. I mean, I think we kind of have to, but because of this tipping has become an obligation. It's not become like a, I'm giving, it's not really gratuity. No, it's not. It's not like I'm giving out of my heart because you've worked so hard to serve me and the people that I'm with. It's like, no, I I have to, it's an obligation to me. So, I mean,
1: yeah, because you won't, you're not going to eat dinner tomorrow if I I don't. yeah, Yeah.
0: First problem, we need to upgrade what we're paying you know waiters and waitresses i don't know what that looks like in terms of the economical perspective we're going to talk later i'm we're this is not a political podcast what Certain so not. Ever? not even a little bit um but you know i think we should increase their pay so we don't have to worry about like i'm just giving out of an obligation because i think that if we're giving a tip and a tip is something extra yeah like we should be giving out of like a desire to reward good service and not like an obligation to like, well, if I don't give you these $2, like, because you know, I'm a college student. Usually my meals around eight to $10. $2 is like a usual tip for me. Yeah. I'm not going to like, I, you know, do you, you, get, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I should desire to give that so money, not out of obligation. What's
1: funny about that is I, I've been to a couple restaurants recently. Actually, I think the most recent time was when I ordered in takeout. I ordered Chinese takeout um a couple weeks ago and where was i i, I was in bourbon a oh, okay um oh, okay. they just tack on gratuity as a part of your bill and yeah you don't have an option right of whether or not you want to pay it i think
0: that's fine i mean if you're gonna do that that's i mean that's fine like i don't know what were but you that's gonna the say thing is, about that? Is
1: should i should i should i feel obligated to tip on top of that if somebody's gonna say well your bill was really this but for gratuity's sake
0: they say it's like
1: we're you're, we're tipping
0: for you're you. like sweet and sour chicken is like six dollars but with gratuity it's like nine bucks right that's a big difference
1: um and well, that's I, way more than 20 percent and i wouldn't feel i wouldn't feel 30% the, usually it's about 18 percent okay that's
0: like the typical for
1: gratuity um but you'll see like older diners do that kind of thing yeah um I i've not
0: been to an older diner recently so i don't really know but
1: I, I, I just, there's, I don't know. I still will, like, back when back when Steak and Shake was still around here in Marion. Dude, rest in peace. Steak and Shake has. It's coming back. It is coming back. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready, ready. I can't wait. Um, Continue. When I was, when I would go to Steak and Shake, like, I would still very much so base um, tipping off of experience sure because steak and shake is such a twilight zone <laughs> of a dining experience it really is
0: you walk what? in and you're just like people are like you've got these sunken eyes and these vacant expressions and you're like is there anything happening well everybody's okay? looking at you too yeah and everybody's like, suddenly
1: <laughs> looking at you yeah and
0: you know like an inception like when you know that you're in a dream because they all look at you right
1: it's like right that. no i'm but i'm not even joking like something something like weird and dreamlike did happen one of the last times i was at steak and Shake. Um, I like ordered a burger and she brought it out and was, and I was like, you know, can I, I asked for lettuce on this actually. And she like looked at it. She picked up a piece of lettuce and smacked she, you in the face. She looked, no, she looked at it and like left and didn't come <laughs> back. <laughs> she, I just, she I don't know. Never heard and from then again. she came back with like refills for our drinks and she spilled, like she, she had like a glass of water on her tray yeah. and it fell over next to our table and just spilled on the ground. And she left, <laughs> and, I, and we were like, "Well, now we're trapped."
0: Yeah, what's happening right here?
1: Um, and like it just wasn't addressed. Like that kind of stuff is like, well,
0: that's that's pretty par for the course. Should steak I? And shade. Yes,
1: yeah. it is. But if I have that experience somewhere like Applebee's or yep. Buffalo Wild Wings, yep. should I feel, should I feel obligated to tip still because I know that they're gonna be like, "Well, I know you know these people aren't tipping me," and that you know, that's going to ruin my, my income for the week and whatnot. Well, my, my,
0: my empathy, I think being a pretty empathetic person, like my empathy kind of, my empathy button gets pushed a lot with uh, food service people because like, um, I don't know. I don't know if you're living off this. I don't know who you're supporting with this. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Everybody is entitled to whatever day they're having. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what somebody's bringing to your table. Like, you know, in an ideal society, they leave it at the door. But in some situations, it's a they lot bring a harder. Cheese yeah, they bring a cheesesteak. <laughs> uh, it's a lot harder to leave something at the door if it's, you know, it's something that's like really, really tangible and messing up your life. So I, I'm pretty empathetic and will be pretty gracious to most food service workers. In fact, if you bring me the wrong food, I'll probably still eat it and won't complain. That's just the kind of person I am, though. Right. And I think it's valid if you will complain or you do want to send it back. It's just like, for me... Like you you could just pour soup in my lap, as John Mullaney would say, and I'd apologize for it. <laughs> like oh, oh my gosh, I was a very soup spillable lap. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> sorry to tip you. Um but you know, I don't know. I, I think we should normalize paying food service people more. That's just my two cents, and we can leave it at that. Yeah. That's the tip I have for this episode.
1: It's two cents. Wow. Wow. Hold your applause. <laughs> Sorry. Did it, did you guys feel that? Did you feel did you that? Feel that? <laughs> Sorry. I just had to let that sink in a little bit. Um, well, yeah. here Bailey, do you want to, do you want to do this question or this topic? Should we move past that one or?
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of a, a deeper question um but i think there's things to be said we're knowledgeable people and i would i'm not i'm going to extend this i'm going to extend this past sitcoms here's
1: here's what i actually what i'm going to interrupt you i would extend this as a I'm this is some
0: that you're interrupting me right now as i interrupt you
1: <clears throat> proceed i apologize <laughs> <Mr>. george <laughs> uh i want to i want to frame this as a listeners you should think about this yeah. on your own 100% we are not equipped to tell you how to feel about this
0: and so i'm 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 a little bit like wary of bringing up this topic because we are two uh, middle-class white dudes. Um, And I think if this is your narrative, I would never want to speak it for you. Um, But something that we've noticed is like, basically this, this, this question addresses sitcoms, reinforcing systematic racism. And I think that could be extended to a lot of, a lot of different media besides sitcoms. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of stereotypes playing in sitcoms. I think... Okay, this is my big example. I would say the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. The character of Raj, a lot of his jokes are based on the fact that he's Indian, doesn't understand what he's doing. And I, that just, to me, is just incredibly insensitive. And it's par for the course in most sitcoms because they like yeah. point out stereotypes in a group of people, ethnicity, whatever. Like They point out different stereotypes within them and they look at them and they laugh. And I think... Because of that, as a society that are raised on
1: sitcoms, that's like our our primary media that we all kind of consume at the same time. And I would say it's our primary source of what's funny in the eyes of pretty much everybody. Yeah,
0: and so we exploit people of color based on these weird stereotypes that like CBS and ABC and NBC are like reinforcing. I don't know if you have some specific examples that like are are, are bothersome to you, Well, but I I think long, the long and short of it is it's very present and still is. uh, And I don't understand why we're still trying to tell um, people of colors narratives for them based on these stereotypes that are in these sitcoms and other television programs and movies and whatever.
1: Um, Well, what comes to mind for me is me growing up in Chicago, we had um, this station it was called the U, and it would replay like tons and tons and tons of old sitcoms. Yeah, I mean that's where I would watch Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. uh, King of Queens. Yeah, um, stuff like that. You know, but the they typical. had <laughs> the typ- Yeah, yeah. But they had they would have like segments where you know on certain days of the week or certain times of the night, um, it would be shows. That are you know the entire cast is is just all people of color. It's all minorities. Sure. And um, that was like you know those are kind of the things where and that was still even a popular thing um, at the beginning of sitcoms, right? Where you'd have um, it was weird. People, like
0: they had like these like these like essential shows like your Full House or like your well, Family yeah, ties. I was gonna say
1: I think the the two like the two pinnacles are Full House and. Fresh Prince,
0: yeah, on different sides, yeah, right? For sure, and where in the nineties, I where guess. where
1: those are kind of the, uh, the backbones of building shows like Friends, uh, and building shows like Everybody Hates Chris, yeah, right, right, um, where it's just like so stuck in that way, right? Um, but
0: I think like in shows like The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where it's not using, um, it's not using black culture as like. It's not making fun of black culture; of it's celebrating black culture and it's making visibility like more so in the modern eye and it's not just making these people like fetishized yeah. or like easy to make fun of or like the token or whatever like i think a lot of white sitcoms will take a lot of time to tokenize specific characters um and i don't even i can't even think of examples because in shows like full house it's so whitewashed i can't even I don't know if there's even like a person of color in Well, Well, that's why and that's why I say that production. those are
1: those are the two pinnacles is you've got shows like Full House that are the standard of whitewashing uh, popular sitcoms, and you're just not leaving room for minorities to be in sitcoms. Yeah. And then, you know, they're they're completely segregated into quote unquote their own shows. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah and so it's not even like it's pushing system- systematic racism because there should be a separation and it should not be an integrated cast that's what that's yeah. kind of the argument that this this pro these programming choices are, are are giving to us um and when they are shown in primarily white shows um it's in a way that is really stereotypical yeah you know um for example like the big bang theory again um i, I
1: Community. Right. I would say that Community does that, um, and I mean I've not seen a ton, but
0: I think I'd have to rewatch it again with that with that mindset because I love Community, but I mean they definitely play into the stereotypic the st- the stereotype that Abed being a Middle Eastern per- person and like making fun of that worldview and that culture and that ethnicity. Um, there's a subplot with his dad that's kind of weird. Um, but I think it's it's so prevalent. And again, guys, like I struggle to talk about this because I, I, if you are a person of color that's listening, I would never want to speak your story for you. Um, and I want to take time to listen to people and celebrate people that feel oppressed by systematic racism and by people that are telling their story for them, because I would never want to do that.
1: Um, I I have one one other thing. Yeah, to I was gonna in say in terms of this, just to wrap up. Yeah. Um, I don't love this show, um, but I want to give it credit for what it is. Um. New Girl, is the most diverse sitcom that has yeah. probably ever been on television. I, yeah, okay, that, with, that,
0: I would I would say it's probably pretty close to the truth. With
1: you know two of the main characters being people of color, on uh, un- three, three Coach CC and Winston. I would well, that's the thing is I wouldn't say that Cece is like a main character. I mean like the people in the loft. Okay, I mean but yeah. Coach and Winston for sure, right. Supporting character, CC, yeah, and that's and major it's, supporting character, right? And it's and it's unabashed, yeah, right? It's uh, it's it is celebrated, it is right. you know recognized, and it's not and
0: trying to like call attention to like stereotypes or like tokenize these people. They're just like members of the loft, and yes. they celebrate their culture. It doesn't like it, it brings to mind like when when CC gets married, yeah, um, it's like a celebration of that culture. It, it doesn't to me feel like they're poking fun at it
1: um again I, i'm a, even even schmidt being jewish yeah exactly is, you know it's not it's not just played for gags it's right part of his character
0: meanwhile like in in the big bang theory which is a show that I, again I, I don't like at all <laughs> um bad like, show yeah howard wallowitz is made fun of because he's jewish and it's like constantly brought up in a way that's like really really negative yeah um i don't know it's a long i don't we we haven't really come to like a resolution or consensus this is a problem and it's consistent and we I admire shows that are celebratory. I also would say something like The Good Place. The Good Place is oh, really, really diverse and really inclusive and tells those stories in a truthful... You uh, say
1: every single main character is a different ethnicity. Yeah,
0: which is really cool to see. Um, and It's a celebration of Coulter and it's not like they're trying to poke fun of or, you know, tokenize at all. Anyway, it's a huge problem um, and we don't have the answers to solve it. And I... I'm sorry if that has happened to you as a minority um, and you're watching things, growing up with things and you don't feel seen because you deserve to feel seen um, as we get to. which, Anyway. So Um,
1: one, one, one topic that we're going to move into, it's going to literally be the quickest answer. Yes. Is the general election just a placebo to keep people from overthrowing the government?
0: I don't think so.
1: No, it's not. I don't
0: understand. I didn't understand that question when I read it. And I still really don't. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll tell you why.
0: Why? Uh, It would have happened by now. I was going to say, I mean, like, what is keeping us? What is keeping a, a, people from uprising? Like, besides the idea that that leadership may change in November, like what's keeping people? I, I think that would have happened already. Yeah. I think that's a I don't like that question. <laughs> I think it's kind of lame.
1: Um, moving hey, on. moving, moving on, on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, this one's a fun one. Okay, great. Uh, Noah's crazy theory about how fingerprints prove the existence of God. Now, here's the thing. We're not going to answer it now. Yeah. I think that I'd like to talk about it in our deconstruction Deconstruction episode. episode. Jinx. Um, Dude can't even talk anymore. It's my show now. I
0: own this place. I just jinxed him on his own show. Noah. Thank you. Man, that was super embarrassing. <laughs> Getting jinxed
1: live. Are you kidding me?
0: I just saw the opportunity and I literally had to
1: That's out. a horrible I, thing. I couldn't
0: not take that opportunity.
1: Anyways, uh, we'll be talking about that soon. I do have like a lot to talk about there with yeah. intelligent design and you know, some cool things. Anyways, love that. Yeah, so just a little sneak peek for the deconstruction episode. Um, another sneak peek. Sneak peek. Um Twin Peaks. Topic, no um (laughs) the differences between people and how those differences affect relationships with others yeah and so if you guys great 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 topic yeah if you
0: guys follow the page on instagram and all you notice that we did a poll about an enneagram episode and that the enneagram episode is kind of based on the idea that we should celebrate uniqueness in people because the enneagram does this wonderful thing which you know if, if you like it great if you don't also great i don't care um it celebrates uniqueness in people and shows the unique parts of them that make them them. Um, and so we're going to save that idea, celebrating uniqueness, um, for that Enneagram episode. Also, <laughs> if you're interested in being a guest, yes, please reach out to us. Because I, I'm I a four-wing five. Noah is. I'm a one-wing two. Okay. And we know a lot about those things.
1: Or two-wing one. Or, well, it, it goes back and forth. I'm going to, I'm going to take it before we, we'll, before we we'll record figure it I'm out, take um, it again.
0: So clearly we're, we're very knowledgeable. Um, clearly. So, but we know the things about our, our types, but we don't know a lot of the other types. So if, if you're, if you're wanting to, to guest start an episode, if you're like, pick me, pick me, pick me, uh, this one's for you guys. Yeah. Um, and also
1: I, I would like to add there um, we don't necessarily need to do that guest recording in person. No, we can figure out ways to do that if, remotely. Yeah.
0: If you're uncomfortable with doing it in person, uh, we wouldn't do it in the closet. <laughs> We'd move <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, we have portable equipment, so that's good. Um, yeah. So just let us know, slide up on our story. Um, I actually set up an email account, uh, that I haven't used one time since. So, um, you could send us an email, and you, i can you link you that could in, and bailey can go episode. through the whole
1: i forgot my password process <laughs> and that'll be Billion super times.
0: fun so that'll be awkward um but you know the the safe bet is just to send us a message on instagram That'd yeah great I think or our personal be, accounts it'd be super fun
1: and and also if somebody else has an idea that they want to talk about um or something that they're passionate about and obviously we'd love to have guests yeah and stuff yeah it'd be super fun yeah um we're always up for new suggestions and things
0: yes please be suggested Noah if you could go ahead and hit us with our next question yes from your
1: from you, the viewer suggestions that'd be incredible viewer suggestion the next one yep ranking pizza chain restaurants so
0: we did prepare for this one this is like the only question that we prepared for as you, you if you couldn't
1: tell already only because we needed to nail down yeah five like the five solid universal like everyone knows what we're talking about
0: or at least like the five like midwestern staples at least I would say because we don't get California pizza kitchen super close to us right and and it's, a lot and of it's pl- way
1: expensive is it I, again, so not been I've been to a California pizza kitchen not I'm telling you right now not even top five
0: yeah well so that's the thing is like I've not been so and that's like number four on a lot of lists or like number five or six on a lot of lists um so we have our top five so we're gonna tell you we're going to tell you the the, the the brands that we're working with. Okay. Hit us with it, Brands no, that we're
1: working with. Brands. Domino's.
0: Domino's. Papa John's. John's. Pizza Hut. Bids Butt. <laughs> Little Caesars. Little Caesars. And Sabaro. Sbarro. Great. Okay, yeah. I was waiting
1: for those to get, like, just aggressively more and more. Like, just deteriorating. I was
0: really worrying about cursing. <laughs> I was like I was <laughs> just like, accidentally. I don't want something to accidentally just fall out of my mouth uh, because of... Like because a piece of pizza. Like a piece of pizza. Whoops! <laughs> like, oh, gosh, I dropped my pizza. Um. So, uh, what, do you want to go ahead with your ranking?
1: I want to go... Five to one? Yeah, five to one. Okay. Okay. Out of those five, Okay. Pizza Hut is an easy, dead last. High five. No,
0: I'm not high fiving. I'm just saying that's five. Oh, I, thought I don't agree was... with you.
1: Pizza Hut is an easy dead last. Easy I'm dead gonna, last. I'm gonna high five. Stop high fiving me, dude. Because it's true. I will, you know it. No, I don't. Pizza Hut. I disagree. Not good. Okay, whatever. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Dude, be talking. Okay, like it's a show. When you go into Pizza Hut and you get a pizza, yeah, that's like when it's the worst. I'll hit.
0: I'll hit you with a word. Nostalgia.
1: I don't care.
0: Pizza Hut's got nostalgia right now. I don't care. I'll hit you with another word. Pizone.
1: The, no, the pizzone doesn't count. We're talking take out pizza only. Okay, dog. Okay, take out delivery pizza, whatever. That's your number five. Okay? When you go into Pizza Hut, I'm talking, listen, this is important. Is it? <laughs> because they'll give you a round pizza when you go into Pizza Hut and you go sit down. Yeah. Well, when, if you
0: request a round pizza.
1: Well, of course. But that's the thing they is, have they, they have the too. square cut pizzas and they're like kind of better if Way you take like, the better. party box. They're great. But if we're talking consistency, like why are the circle pizzas not as good as the as the rectangle pizzas I
0: have had my hand up for so long
1: all right number 4 i think it's like an even e- e- like an even <clears throat> bake
0: thing you know what i mean i guess they really cook those edges um, yeah of and the they burn cut. the
1: crap out of the pepperonis those things look those things are like curled up like flowers
0: like flowers
1: number 4 number 4 little caesar's little caesar's okay little caesar's is better than pizza hut Continue. Okay. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. And that's on James Charles. It sure is. Dude. Number three. Yep. People are gonna hate me. What? Domino's is number three. Okay. Okay. That's
0: fair. It's it's pretty low on my list. Well. It's I, I love. Think, I think it's
1: overrated. I think that it's tacky. Too much garlic. The garlic crust. I remember Why are you dumping garlic on your pizza? I like it's parmesan cheese. I distinctly remember when they changed to the garlic crust pizza when i was in like high school maybe yeah it was like it was i think it was would have been sophomore year of high school yeah yeah and they were were like this i remember ordering a domino's pizza and it was like whoa this pizza tastes like garbage what do they do to this
0: well that's the that was the thing is because like as a family we didn't eat a lot of domino's up to that point and then we ate like nothing but domino's after then and it was like really jarring because like we went from no domino's to like this Really, really garlicky Domino's. I don't really know what it tastes like before this. It was great, but I really still wasn't my number one. Right. Okay.
1: Number two. Number two. Number two. Sbarros. Sbarros. I gotta go with my heart. Yeah. Sbarros has big old slices. Big slices. Mm, It reminds me of being back home in Chicago. Yeah. Getting Bocce's Pizzeria underneath the L station, right on Addison, right next to Wrigley Field. They have slices bigger than your head. Dude, people from Chicago
0: are losing their minds right now. They're like,
1: I know that spot. Heck, yeah. I know that spot. Anyways. Chicago. Um, For sure. Sabaros, I mean- you fold that guy up. Yeah. Eat him like a taco. So good. Nothing better. I think my main memory... They're, from, their ratio... Sorry. Sorry to... You were fine. Go ahead, bud. Their ratios are, like, spot on. Yeah. They, ratio they, from crust to sauce to cheese. Yeah.
0: I think I think that's the best part of Sbarro. What were you going to say? Because it's so, like... My main memory from Sbarro is, like... Traveling different places because, like, at every travel spot, especially in the Midwest, yep. there's a Sabara there.
1: It doesn't matter if you're at a Sonico it literally doesn't or, matter. Or a Loves, yeah, there's gonna be like those
0: overhang travel stops. They're always there, yeah. Um, it's and comforting. so I've had a few Sabaras in the in that environment, and I I actually kind of dig it. So yeah,
1: and that leaves number one for me. Yep, Papa John's. Papa John's has the best crust in the game
0: you're not even wrong
1: it doesn't even, it's, not even there's wrong. not a competition
0: yeah you got that nice crust with the garlic butter you mix it around so oh. it's got like a nice thicker consistency yep you can't even beat it you can't <laughs> It's unbeatable beat it. it's unbeatable and you get that boy with extra cheese oh yeah, boy their, their
1: toppings are are also top tier i recommend i think so too. Uh,
0: italian sausage
1: no, oh. I, I actually recommend. Usually, if I'm like going way out there, I'll get like beef. Ham, oh, hamburger, yeah, hamburger, yeah. beef on it. But good. my go-to actually was uh, when Josh and I watched Deadpool. We Dude, ordered. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. He's never gonna hear my yeah. voice ever again. Um, <laughs> sorry. Rest
0: in peace, Josh. Um, not in that
1: way yeah. <laughs> i didn't i didn't kill him no no kill
0: josh um, you have been have on record
1: so he did not kill josh we, were, we watched deadpool and he ordered a pineapple and black olive pizza and i love pineapple on my pizza Isn't that, and i love black that's, olive? that's on my what pizza. they order in deadpool
0: right yeah that guy orders in the, Deadpool at the very
1: beginning and i i was like wouldn't it be funny if we ordered this and we did i have not ordered anything from papa john's since it's incredible
0: You've not ordered anything else from Papa John since. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's my go-to top. <laughs> that
0: you were saying. I've not ordered anything from Papa John since. That was the last straw. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. No,
0: no, no, You'd no. You'd be mistaken. I would be mistaken, shaken. Um, Give me your
1: top five list.
0: I'll hit you with my top five. Uh, number five, Little Caesars. It's the worst. It's the, worst, the worst. worst. It's the worst. It tastes bad. Um, it tastes the, like the price. It's five bucks. Number four, Domino's. Overrated, as it, I said. It is overrated. As we talked about, it, it's overrated. I'm sick of eating Domino's at every gathering I attend.
1: Tired of it. (laughs) Every youth group event. Yeah. Every theater guild party. Every theater.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm just sick of Domino's. Stop. Number three, Sparrows. It's good. Good proportions. Good pizza. Yeah. Number two... Pizza I'm Hut. I'm so mad that Pizza Hut is number two. Pizza for you. Hut, get out of here! I will right, we'll leave. You want to do the podcast with Theodore? Rest of the episode. Yeah, you can go. You can go munch on your Pizza Hut. You
1: can you can talk about the pizzones all you want. I, I will. I no, I'll do no. an entire episode on the pizzone. Not talk about the pizzones. We're talking about that circle pizza, man. I'm not talking about the circle pizza, dog. I'm talking no. about the party box, dude. Okay, well, the party box still counts, but then it's like oh well it's, it's pizza it's only good because you're getting the cinnamon breadstick that's thing. not why i don't even like the cinnamon
0: twists or breadstick thing whatever they're called cinnamon sticks that's what they're called well you'd sticks be wrong the next you'd be wrong cinnamon sticks, the cinnamon sticks are cool <laughs> cinnamon sticks with three x's with three e- no not that kind <laughs> the x games the cinnamon sticks it's extreme <laughs> they're extremely stick good extreme um yeah so uh, i love their breadsticks i love I really do like their pizza. Their sauce tastes really unique. Um, and their crust. Dip that boy in cheese. Are you for real right now? Take
1: that to the bank. You can. And they'd say, no, thank you. <laughs> That's pizza. <laughs> they'd say, this is a bank. You can't you can't deposit a pizza. <gasps> I could try. And I will. And they'll say, eh, it's Pizza Hut. We don't want it anymore. Anyway. Pizza Hut's garbage. Shut up.
0: And number okay. one. And number one, Papa John's. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, what else is there to say about Papa John's? It's the best.
1: It is the best. Yeah, it's really great. They also have... Great pizza. They have solid wings as well. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. It doesn't even matter that Papa John himself is Is a a, lunatic. Is a...
0: Is a... Is a...
1: The worst. Hey, man. All I'm saying... All I'm saying is... The more that I support Papa John's, the less likely I am to be involved in his reckoning, whatever that yeah. oh was. Gosh. Have you seen that? Have you seen that clip of him saying, like, there will be a reckoning? I
0: I he's, like, really <laughs> he's, like,
1: really sweaty. He's like, the day of reckoning will come. Yeah. Just you wait. Dude, and like
0: Smacking cocaine in yeah. his nose. And then Shaq had to take over. Chacaroni pizza. Have you I, had it? I did. It was pretty okay. Pretty okay. There's a lot of pepperoni. I'm not a boy. fan of pepperoni, but there's so much. There's I too much. To- I okay, to- okay, guy. What? what? I-, I don't like pepperoni. You're you are going to town on the Pizza Hut pepperonis. Here's like the- you no, even no, care? No. You even care? The
1: reason I you care-, care. The reason I care is the same reason for you know that Domino's crap, where <laughs> where it's all that people get back yeah. in Illinois. Yep. Pizza Hut is all people get. Yep. And so I'll go to a party or something. And it's always Pizza Hut. And it's always pepperoni. No, I I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. They just it, needs counseling. They're so burnt. They're so burnt they're little cups. <laughs> you know, you can buy at the store. You can buy pepperoni at the store that is meant to like crisp up on the edges and hold all of that burning hot grease for you. Just I just say, take no, shots thank of those, you. No, thank pockets. you. I, I just got Papa John's. I've already got that covered. <laughs>
0: Dude, and those those guys are just flat. Those Papa John's pepperonis?
1: Yeah. They're but perfect.
0: Italian sausage at Papa John's is the best topping, in my opinion. If you do a two topping, extra cheese, Italian sausage is all I got to say. Anywho, Anywho, our actual number one is a little place called Giordano's. That's also true. But we can't. Deep dish. <sighs> Man. The best pizza. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. Don't care. Deep dish pizza is the best pizza.
1: It is deal with it, guys. I, I like I, I hear this argument on the internet all it's the time. It's a casserole. It's a casserole. Shut up! I don't. I it's don't even pie. care, man. I don't even care because that casserole will blow any za yeah. out of the water. And it'll blow
0: your freaking mind.
1: It is, and it's impressive that Giordano's itself, as such a big chain as it is, like holds that standard. Yeah, I I will say I've had I've had Geno's East and I've had Chicago Uno both of them are. would no- you
0: say that Giordano's is the best
1: giordano's is the best it <laughs> ding, is ding, I, ding, I know ding. like i know that it's not the original i know that it's is not gino's the original uh there's debate chicago uno is is mostly the original okay um gino's East is i would say the more popular of yeah. the two um gino's East is is good it's not that good it's not and like nowhere can you get deep dish as good as Giordano's. giordano's
0: and there's one in indianapolis that we haven't been to yet. actually
1: one place pisano's there's only two locations they're both in downtown chicago incredible definitely rivals giordano's um and we, i think i we went we we talked about going we talked about going um but anyways giordano's can't really be included on that list because it just it's so different you know it doesn't compare to pizza that you can you know, just take out in 15 minutes. And you whatever. had
0: takeout. Have you, ha- have you, have you like been to Meyer and gotten like a deep dish pizza?
1: No, I mean, it
0: is. It's, 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 it's fine. It's not bad, but it's just like, it's you're not hyping it up.
1: Like it was like, you were like, listen, listen, it's okay. It's totally what you'd expect. <laughs> I, but
0: I would go to Meyer literally right after we finish this episode and go get one.
1: Uh, I'm going to stew on that for a little bit. Okay. Anyways, let's follow up with our next question. This is going to be the last one. Well,
0: it, it oh.
1: I, well, and let's do a shorty,
0: you know. Well, we don't have we.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> my brain literally made that noise. Dude,
0: don't even talk about I, brains making noises today. My, my, my brain's cooked right now, straight yeah. up. It's been a long week. Um, is the government actually broken? Yeah. Short answer, yes. That's all we're going to say. Yeah. Um, the government's broken. The two party system is flawed. Anyway.
1: And I do have a running bet uh, with somebody, I can't remember who that within uh, my first 30 years alive on this planet uh, the two-party system will completely dissolve. Interesting. By the time I'm 30 years old, something will have replaced the two-party system. And our final question on this podcast, or just
0: our final talking point, tough love moments when God is teaching you to lean on him and not your best friend. I really like this suggestion because I've been wrestling with this idea a lot. Um, The idea that, um, why are we so reliant on people, specifically myself? I, I'm really reliant on talking to people about my problems. Um, I'm a pretty you could say that again. <laughs> Noah just shot me the look, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, the look. Um, just I, I'm a pretty dependent person when it comes to talking about my problems, and I, I shouldn't be because I can always offer it up in prayer and I never do. And that's just I, it was a really convicting question to read because it's true, and it's been like. Coming at me at this point in my life more than others because I've been talking nose ear off about <laughs> the things that are just going on and like I don't I don't need to just constantly get the affirmation from man like or you know like whatever when when God is always available to talk and yeah I don't know um, always an idea that like if you think you're alone and you think you need to grab a friend or like whatever to talk about your problems there's always an outlet. Um, I don't know. What do you have well, to say about this? It's
1: hard for people to to make that same connection where something something is going on, and your first thought is, "I need to tell somebody about this," right? right? Yeah. And it doesn't feel the same having that person be God. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I mean, you can't look God in the eye. I mean, how do you make the divine so personal? Right. Like, you, it's
1: just a hard, it's a hard thing. It is hard. It's it's really hard. And um, something that I found myself getting into the habit of doing um, it, in, in making my relationship with God more conversational, was um, something that I got into the habit of doing late in high school, probably, you know, I mean, obviously not early enough. Right. But late in high school, um, in the halls, walking in the halls, You know leaving class going to class you know going home on the bus or something Uh, i was often not with many friends right not not that i didn't have friends but i didn't have friends on my bus route um so going to school and coming back from school it's just on the bus um and then like i didn't have a ton of friends in classes so i'd see them before school and after school right um but i would you know have i i would move conversations that i would have with myself in my head i would just move them towards god yeah and then that turned into one thing, especially that I'm thankful that I started doing is uh, once I started my job and like started having jobs more regularly yeah. um, was finding literally everything to thank God for.
0: Yeah.
1: And so this comes up a lot when I'm doing the job that I'm doing right now, which yeah. is uh, grocery delivery uh, for people that place orders online. Shout out, shipped. Shout out. Um, and what I'll like, what I find myself doing is I'll be looking <clears throat> for, be looking for you know, a, a can of chicken noodle soup, yeah. And I can't find it, and I can't find it, and I can't find it. And you know, I've been looking for a minute or so, and it's always aggravating. And then I'll look up, and you know, right in my eye line on the shelf where I thought it, you know was, but now it's just magically appeared. Yeah. You know, it's just there in front of me, and like I I I'll, I'll just thank God out loud for that. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a small thing, but like you know, I'm saving myself from this aggravation by by affirming in myself that God is there for me to even
0: in a small moment yeah
1: even in the even you know when I'm looking for a can of soup
0: to to give to a customer Uh, there's a book that's on my shelf right now. Is it
1: chicken soup for the soul? (laughs) Is it the can of chicken soup that Noah found?
0: (laughs) It's chicken soup for the soul for young adult men. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's my, that's my chicken soup for the soul
1: for baseball players. (laughs) It's one of my favorite editions.
0: Uh, it's this book, it's called liturgy of the ordinary. And it's this idea, like it, it literally walks through your daily process and, shows the divine moments in the mundane. Uh, like so just the idea of like finding liturgical moments in ordinary things. And even if you're going to the grocery store, there's still so much to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only way that this can can become a practice and bringing these problems to God instead of, again, your best friend, like the question suggests, uh, is if we, we make it an everyday practice to like I was talking about, like thanking God for like, just like the ordinary things, the things that we take for granted. And make sure to name them, I think, is what I found. Again, I struggle with this, and I constantly need affirmation from people. It's just what who I am as a person. But um, what I found is, like, when you name things that you're thankful for, not just like, hey, God, thank you for everything. Thank you for this and this and this and this. Like, it just builds your gratitude yeah. um, tenfold and connects you uh, with God, um, I think, a lot better, you know. That's great. Yeah. So – we finished. We got through this "quote unquote" mailback episode. Yeah. Um. And uh, we're gonna go to what have we been reading or watching or listening to? And my first thing is uh, the presidential debate, which neither neither of us watched. Nope. Um. I haven't even watched highlights from it. And um,
1: I've stayed off of Twitter.
0: I will eventually, but I, I think we're we recording this episode the day after it was it was done. And basically, long story short, we're not a political podcast. Um, we, I find politics to be more divisive than they are unifying. Right. Um, I feel very strongly about this election, um, and, uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, and I just don't want to complicate relationships or viewership just because like, I want to push my thoughts or my agenda or whatever. And I, I just don't think that's what this podcast is for. It's supposed to be like a safe place where we can all talk with the things that we want to talk about yeah instead of just like oh it's a this agenda podcast mm-hmm. you know and if you want to have a political conversation with me hit me up on instagram or twitter or whatever well i'll talk to you about why i believe the things that i do me too um and same with noah <laughs> um it was funny i this is just a small anecdote last night unintentionally <laughs> i pulled on my pete ludigich 2020 sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> And we weren't even watching the debate. It was just like, I just put it on because it's a comfy sweatshirt. Um, I understand that he's not running anymore. (laughs) Stop asking me if I know that he's not running. I'm pretty sure that he's not running anymore. But um, it was just a a funny little anecdote that I had my Buttigieg 2020 sweatshirt uh, on during the debate time. Rest in peace. Yes. Anyway, other things that we've been listening to. Um, This past Friday, Sifian Stevens released his record, The Ascension. It's like an hour, it's like an hour and 20 minute epic about, uh, it's a lament. Um, it's beautiful. And it really resonated with me, um, because we have a lot to lament about right now. It's true. Um, yeah.
1: No. what do you, what what about, what about you guy? Well, I'm happy that I started to get you into Midnight Gospel. Yeah. We've been watching that a little bit. We're like four. We just, we just finished episode four.
0: We just finished episode four. I I like it a lot. It's like a really relaxing watch. Yeah. It's like a hangout watch. Let's,
1: Let's do that after this. Yeah can we yeah we can okay we're gonna watch
0: midnight gospel right after we we walk out of this room um so i'm I'm happy about that that's all i've
1: got for now
0: oh well we can talk about so we watched a movie called beginners this past week oh my
1: gosh i forgot that was on the list um
0: starring ewan mcgregor and christopher Plummer and melanie laurent laurent i think she's a she's a french actress but um
1: really incredible movie my goodness yeah really blew us away i'm so upset that it's you know, gone so far under the radar for so long.
0: The concept is um, young man, Neil McGregor, uh, his father basically dies of cancer. And in the wake of his passing, he's like reflecting on their relationship. And his father was a man who was gay his entire marriage, but didn't come out of the closet until his wife's passing when he was 75. Um, And so it's a movie about relationships and parents and loss and, so many things
1: so many things yeah
0: it's beautiful it is I it is an it.
1: incredible incredible watch um it'll really it'll really get you sensitive to some things yeah I think
0: You McGregor does this thing throughout the movie where he like to explain concepts like does this kind of infographic yeah idea where it's like this is what it looked like in 1935 to love someone and this yeah. was who was president
1: and this is pre- you know this is the president this was smoking and this time after yeah. time
0: after time that like Really wrecked me and I I can't explain it. Just watch the movie. Um, it's incredible.
1: Um, I think that closes us out. Dude,
0: we made it through this episode. I wasn't sure if we were going to. I knew we would. Yeah. I uh, got my apple pie. Dude, he it's all he needs. It's his fuel. He's got his mountain dew and his apple pie. My apple
1: pie got my best friend. High five.
0: I love this guy. I I love doing the show with him and thank you guys so much for listening. Uh special shout out to the wonderful Brady Bolden for writing and composing our theme. Yeah. Dude's going to be a guest in a couple weeks. Couple so, weeks. So um, look out for that one. That's going to be a really fun episode. Uh, we were preparing today, actually, which is fun. Yeah. Actually, Noah was preparing today. Lots so of she- research. Shout out to Noah for that. Uh, again, I'm your host, Bailey Hunt, and you can find me at Bailey James 1215 on Instagram and Bailey J Hunt on Twitter.
1: And I'm your co-host, Noah DeGeorge. You can find me at Noah underscore DeGorgeous on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow our show at Strictly Conversational Podcast on Instagram as well. Next time we will be discussing failure, specifically as it relates to creative
0: endeavors, and what we have learned from failure, and actually how we've been um, growing from failure. Um, so we're really excited about that episode about failure, and uh, actually been planning these next few weeks out, and we're really excited to bring you these topics because. Uh, they're like a lot of fun. We have a yeah. really special Halloween episode that we can't wait to bring Heck to you yeah. um, when the time comes because it's
1: spooky season. Maybe some Christmas stuff in the works.
0: Yeah, in the future for sure. Um, but spooky season, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but in the meantime, as always, be good to one another. Don't take yourselves too seriously and don't forget to wear a mask. We'll see, we'll
1: you, next see time. you next time. <laughs> <laughs>